good morning, good morning, good morning, church. It's wonderful just to be back again worshiping God. We just had Holy Communion, and Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. All right, and we need to always remember you know, Jesus in our lives. So why don't we just stand together, let's acknowledge his presence, and just by giving me a round of applause, saying, Jesus, we just worship you, we just praise you. Pleased by the praises of his people. It's like sweet incense rising you know, to the throne of God's grace. And as our worship rises to God, his grace comes down. So God bless you. Please be seated. Now, this morning, talking about grace, my title, my message is Gifted and Graced. Gifted and Graced. And throughout this uh, uh, sermon, you'll see probably you'll probably see uh, PowerPoints with uh, uh, art pieces like this, you know, uh, reflected. Um, some years, some, so a few years ago, we were having, my friends and I we were having uh, uh, a time together. We always take a retreat every now and then, maybe one year, twice, you know. We go somewhere away to maybe Penang or uh, most of the time, Awana, Genting Highlands or Timbuktu, you know, who cares, you know. And, and we just have a fun time together, we chat, you know, and one day the topic came up in regards to PowerPoints. Who does your PowerPoint? And most of the pastors, all of my pastor's friends, they say they do their own PowerPoints. And I was very quiet. Because when it comes to tech, you know, I'm not tech savvy, I'm not good in computers, I'm not able to use my computer to check my emails, you know, to do my messages, you know, or something like that. And you know, my handphone, probably what it's capable of doing, I'm only using about 20% of what it is capable of doing it. Doing, you know. So I kept very quiet. And then they turned to me and said, Benjamin, what do you do? What program do you use? I said, I don't use any program. Then they says, You mean you don't have any PowerPoints? I said, I got PowerPoints. You know, they said, who does the PowerPoint for you? I said, I don't do it. One of my staff does it. And they all look at me as though I've committed the unpardonable sin. They look at me with like, almost like anger and envy. And I said, Pastor Ann does it all for me. So, thank you, Pastor Ann. And uh, you will see some beautiful pictures. Uh, of, sorry, background as paintings. And it's all done by this girl by the name of Iris Grace. How many of you heard of this name? I haven't until last night. You know, uh, it's amazing how when Pastor Anne, uh, she did my PowerPoint, she sent me a text and then she told me exactly what is why the background of all painting and so on and so forth. And then I began to Google Iris Grace and I was amazed because you know, I didn't have, usually in my sermon, I always have an introduction as something that is catchy, you know, where I can get people's attention. But for this message, Gifted and Grace, I didn't have any illustration. And it's amazing when Pastor Ann said that, you know, I said, oh, Iris Grace, and I googled it, you know. It's just so fitting for introduction, because, uh, for introduction. And you know what? Teamwork makes the dream works. <laughs> always that way, right? 
when we pull our resources together, God just come across in a, such a powerful way. Iris Grace is the daughter of uh, uh, Anna Bella and uh, John Peter. And they live in this place called, I'm not sure whether I pronounce it correctly or not, Leicestershire in uh, the hilly area of UK. All right? Let's... Leicestershire, okay, Leicestershire, uh, in this hilly region of uh, U United Kingdom. Um, and what has happened is that they didn't realize that this girl is special because for the first two years of her life, they call her and talk to her and she would not respond at all. She doesn't make any eye contact. Then they realized by two years old that there's something wrong with our daughter and so they sent her to the doctor and they put her to a battery of tests and they found out that she's autistic. Not just autistic, very severe autism. And uh, there are times where she, she won't play with other children. Uh, they bought her a kitchen, like a kind of a kitchen set, you know. And all she does is she walks there and she inspects it as though like it's everything in order and she walks away. There are certain things that happen when children play with a certain type of toy or whatever, it just upsets her. And then one day, they started her on painting and she cried because when they put the east, the, 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 block, the, the art block on, on an easel and she painted, the paint started dripping down and she screamed and cried. And then, for whatever reason, the parents put the art block on a flat table and usually don't paint that way. And she started painting. She started painting and it was amazing because there was like a child prodigy was born. And her art pieces sold, you know, for 800 plus, 1,000 pounds. And if it's not fake news, Angela, Angel, Angelina, Jolie, and Brad Pitt bought a piece from her. It's amazing how, you know, three years old onwards, they started on painting. You know, today she's nine years old. She was born on 2009. And what amazes me is this little girl. She not only paint with brushes, she paints with rubber stamps, sponges, and even a fork. You know, it's amazing. As I look at this girl, I say to myself, she's not just a girl with autism, she's gifted and graced. Even to a point, her cat is like a gift from God. Seriously, I'm not a cat person. You know. But her cat is a gift from God. You just Google and go on, the, on YouTube, you see her cat swimming with her in the swimming pool. Have you seen cats liking water? No, never. You know, and it was the cat that actually when her parents brought her a cat, there was something that turned her around. And this cat is just unique. Here is Iris Grace, gifted and graced by God. And you know what? We may not be able to draw like Iris Grace. We may not have autism. We may not have some special gifts in our lives, or maybe we do. But nonetheless, each one of us who knows Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, we can say we are gifted and graced by God. Can someone say an amen to that? We are gifted and we are graced by God. Come on, church. We are gifted and we are graced by God. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. First, let me talk to you about the idea of being gifted. Jesus Christ is God's gift to us. It's so basic, fundamental, uh, and yet so simple, but yet so profound. 
that Jesus Christ is God's gift to us. And every time we partake communion, we are to remind ourselves that this God has given us the best gift ever. Ever. And He gave us His Son, one and only Son, unique, special, one of a kind. And His name is Jesus. For God so loved the world, the Bible says, that's you and I, that He gave His one and only Son, His best, all that He had, you know, so that whoever believes in Him will not perish, you know, will not waste your life away, will not be destined to hell, but have eternal life. And eternal life simply means, you know, life everlasting, but also, it also means, you know, a greater uh, 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 value or a greater um, intensity in life. A greater, uh, maybe can I say, uh, what's the word? Something that is... Uh, Impact, meaningful. What else? Huh? Some more? Significant. Come on, come on. Help me. Come on, help me. Come on, just shout it out. Shout it out. Precious. Purpose. One more from this side. Come on. No. Freedom. No. Truth be told, I forgot the word. But this has helped you personalize God's word in your life. You see, when we read the scripture, you know, what does eternal life mean? Is it just afterlife? No, the word I was looking for, quality of life. You know, even here on earth, eternal life simply means a better quality of life. And this better quality of life, you know, affects not only just your life in relationship with God, your life in relationship with one to another in your marriage, in your relationship with your children, your parents, you know, your working life. You know, it's a greater level and God has given us the Son as a gift to us so that we enjoy everlasting life. Here and now, the kingdom of God has come, you know, and we enjoy this life because God has given us Jesus, His Son, as a gift to us. Salvation is also a gift to us. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wages means something you get in return for work put in. Consequence, results of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The third thing here is in regards to gifted is that God is the giver of good gifts. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. I just love that. God is constant, God is stable. Unlike some of us, today we are moody, tomorrow we are happy, you know, and then we are moody again, and you know when we'll be happy again. It's like a yo-yo, you know. And sometimes our parents are like that, right? We are not sure whether our parents, how you know, we have to look at their countenance, see they're happy or not, before we ask for something, all right? Some they are so good to us, sometimes they just ignore us, 
alright? And you'll find that basically God is so stable. Unlike, like, like shift, like, not like shifting shadows. And the Bible says every good gift comes from the Father of lights above. Now, between Christmas and New Year, I like both, Chinese New Year. And Christmas, I love both. But there's only one thing I don't like about Christmas. Guess what it is? Huh? Buying presents. You have the same problem? How many have the same problem? Buying presents. Very hard, isn't it? Very hard to buy presents. I think whoever came up with the Ang Pao in Chinese New Year is a genius. He must get an award for it. You know, a lifelong award and be honoured for, you know, choosing this idea of Ang Pao so easy. You know, your Ang Pao, and be small, big, doesn't matter, but inside must be money. Trust the Chinese people to talk about money. You know, someone says the only thing straight about Chinese businessman is his hair. I can crack joke about Chinese because I'm a Chinese. <laughs> Just a joke. You know, Ampa, so easy, right? But Christmas, what do you buy for somebody? Sometimes I've heard of people buying a baby gift, you know, for, suppose be a baby girl, they buy something blue, you know, and so they went around, oh, I'm so sorry, I thought it was a boy, it's a girl. Never easy to buy gifts, right? What do you buy, what kind of gift you buy for somebody who's rich and has everything? Buy. You see, Ampao is easier, but buy. How do you buy gifts? So, we are never good at gifts, right? But the Bible says every good gift comes from God above. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights above. You see, God is never short of ideas. There are trillions of stars out there. New galaxies are still being discovered till today. Till even today, as I'm speaking, galaxies have been discovered. And you know what? Can it be text trillions of stars? The Bible says God knows them, every single star, and calls them by name. In other words, God never runs out of creative ideas. And when He gives gifts into our lives, those gifts are good. Friends, I want you to believe, I want you to know that every bad gift is not from God. God is a good God. He doesn't give us bad gifts to spite us. Now, I understand there are times bad things happen to good people because we have disobeyed God. If you do not partake communion in a right way, the Bible says some are sick, some have fallen asleep and even died. But I believe with all of my heart that if you have done wrong, sorry, if, if you are facing a problem, a difficult problem, or, or, or something that's bad happened to you, or no, and, and you, you, you think you have sinned against God, God will make that known to you so that you can repent. God do not discipline us just for the sake of disciplining us without us learning a lesson. Don't you think so? Right? That's what discipline is all about. He will show us and speak to us personally or He will send someone to tell, just like Nathan, to the, the prophet Nathan to David, you have sinned against God and then we repent. But by and large, God doesn't give bad gifts to our lives. Bad things doesn't come from God. Do not come from God. God is the giver of good gifts. 
good, good gifts from the Father of light. Not darkness, but light. He give good things to us. When I was in my first year in Bible school in 1978, and uh, I got a classmate of Charity, and uh, Charity is an amazing lady for many reasons. And so happened that class gathering that day was her birthday. And so some of my classmates, no, I didn't even realize they did this to her. And they bought, they gave her a present. The present was like a big box, maybe half the size of this speaker. <clears throat> Beautifully wrapped. And when she opened it, she realized, they called her out, say happy birthday, you know, and nice words to her and gave her this present. And then she opened up, you know, those kind of presents that is layer after layer after layer until you go to the right down to the core of it, you find a gift. And so with so much excitement and anticipation, you began unwrapping that present until she came to the last wrapper and she opened it. And when she saw the gift, we could see all of a sudden the countenance on her face change. It was a row of toilet paper. And she cried. She cried. What a prank. What a joke. You know, we were young then. They all kinds of silly things. You see, when God gives gifts to us, He doesn't give bad gifts. He gives good gifts. And gifts not to spite us or mock us or make us feel bad, you know, or embarrass us, or humiliate us. He gives gifts, and those gifts are good gifts. Good gifts. He is the giver of gifts. And so, friends, as we serve God, we realize that we are gifted. Unlike me, God is never short of ideas when it comes to giving us gifts. Unlike my silly classmates in BCM, God does not give gifts as Give us bad gifts to spite us. He's a good God. All good gifts comes from the Father of light, not darkness. Father of light above. He gives us good gifts. Number two, graced. We seldom use this word in this past tense. But I want to talk to you about being graced. We are gifted and we are graced. We are not only gifted, we are also graced. Started the DNA series some months back, two months back. I preached the first sermon in the series of our DNA, Eight in All. And I started by talking to us about the, uh, the first DNA is we are blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. And in that passage, in, in that sermon, I got two main points, three main points, but relevant to our message this morning, I would just say two main points. And that is, which is, that, uh, which is the God that blesses. It's very important that we recognize the source of our total supply. Don't just, the gifts that God gives us are an end in itself. It's a means to an end. And we must always look beyond the gifts that God gives to us and see the one who is the giver. And God is one who blesses us. Every good gift, the Bible says, comes from the Father of lights above. Alright? And, and if we as a son... Uh, we as parents, you know, compared to God who are evil, give, are able to give good gifts to our children, how much more, the Bible says, would our Father in heaven give us good gifts? 
And here it is, know that the one that blesses us, the one who gives to us is God himself. And then the second thing I said in the message was the grace that enables. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. The Bible says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. I love that. Unmerited favor. Grace simply means God bestowing upon our lives that which we don't deserve. We can never earn it. God gives to us because He loves us, not because we deserve it. But yet He blesses us because He's the Father of lights. There's no turning. He's always stable, always blessing us with good gifts. And one of the things that God blesses us with is that of grace. He says, His aim will make all grace abound in our lives. Why? So that at all times, in all things, having all that you need, we may abound in every good work. That's amazing grace. Now, there's one scripture verse that I find very interesting. It's 1 Peter 4, verse 10 to 11. <clears throat> Maybe verse 10 would be good enough. Peter writes, he says, And each one has received a gift. Minister it to one another. And so, our gifts are just different. If your strength and your gift in a certain area of ministry, use your gift you know, to bless the church of God. Alright? Uh, don't wait for another person to do it because it may not be that person's gift. But your gift, whatever it is, you don't have given a gift. Use your gift to enhance and to move the church of God forward. It says, minister to one another as good stewards. And then it says, of the manifold grace of God. This is a King James and New King James Version. The uh, New American Standard Bible is very close to the original. Also use the word manifold. And I've used the word many forms of grace. And many forms, does it many forms? So is there a saving grace, uh, a blessing grace, uh, an encouraging grace, or, you know? Uh, it's not hard to find to put our head around this idea of many forms. But the word manifold is beautiful. Now, this morning, after service, we had a speaker, uh, uh, sorry, a, 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 a preacher from Singapore by the name of Anthony. Okay, Aloysius, sorry, Aloysius. Pastor Aloysius from Singapore, he visited with us and he got a four-year-old son. And after the service, he gave me a card. You know, and he drew this illustration of a car with an exhaust pipe. Strange as it is, he drew it on the way to church. And then I used this illustration and then he passed me this card. And during the fellowship time in the visitor's lounge, somebody asked him, what's the best part of the service? He says, the sermon. Wow. My head really grew big. I need to come back on planet Earth. But he drew a car and an expression exhaust pipe. Now, the idea of manifold is, is this. If you look at your car and you go to the end of your car, the end of your car, you see the exhaust pipe. That's called the tailpipe. Technically, it's called a tailpipe. Now, if you hoist your car up and go underneath and follow the tailpipe, there'll be exhaust boxes, etc. And you follow it all the way, it will lead you to the cylinder head or the engine, so to speak. All right? And that one exhaust pipe 
will branch out to four, six, depending on how many cylinders you have. And that's part of the exhaust pipe is called the manifold. Alright? And that's the same idea. It's not different kind of graces. It's the same grace. You know, every manifold discharge the burn fuel or the exhaust from the same engine. And at the tailpipe, you have the same kind of content of exhaust. It all comes through this manifold. And that's the same idea. The manifold grace of God. So regardless of our situation, regardless of what we are going through, you know, this manifold grace of God, God, you know, bestowed it upon our lives. And that grace is so amazing. That's why I say you are gifted, each one of us, we are gifted and we are graced by God. His grace has come down, graced our lives and we are no longer the same anymore. Pastor Joshua referenced, I'm not sure in the first service, uh, he did, but second service, I'm not sure he did or not, but he talked about how there's an orphan, and there's also, you did the second service too, and then how you're a child of God. And I, when I sat there in the first service, as I listened to him, you know, God began to speak to my heart and my life, and, and then it was like a, a playback of my life. And then I realized how God has taken me from the streets as an orphan, dark as I was, you know, to become... You know, someone is a barrel of his light. <laughs> there are some dark things in my life. i just tell you one probably. When I was growing up as a teenager, I think I've never told any congregation this before, nor anybody. You know, I was dark. That's what Pastor Lee said, you know, if not for a Christian, you'd be a bad, terrible person. I used to take chloroform. Is it chloroform? I don't need and, and, and I use it to, to kind of uh, preserve my butterflies that I catch. But I used to take chloroform and their puppies, stray dogs, I would put it onto their mouth. And hold it there for as long as I can and then they start foaming. And they're just suffering. And I do it again and again and again and sometimes I kill them. Other dark things I won't tell you. Unless you don't want to attend this church anymore. <laughs> but that was me. You take a hockey stick, a cat runs into the drain, I set fire there, smoke there, as it's coming out, I just hit it and kill it. I've done all of that. I think you're a bit too much really now. <laughs> See, that's the dark side of me. But when God saved me, it changed my life. I remember one day in the school field, my brother was, my elder brother, Alan, was in service this morning. You know, he was a school teacher, he was a sports teacher, you know, and one day I had tiffed with him in the, in, the, in, the, in the field, in the ACS, and then he wanted to use the field, and I challenged him, I said, who came first? Too much, right, this guy? Who came first? I mean, he's a school teacher, my elder brother, and I was fighting for the field, I said, who came first? And you know what? He gave me one tight slap. I was humiliated in front of my friends, and I didn't like it at all. Went back home, told my sister-in-law, Alice, when the brother of mine comes back, you ask him to meet me at the rubber estate. We were staying in Temple Road, behind there was a rubber estate. And while waiting for him, I punched all of those, you know, uh, rubber cups for holding a latex, bleeding all over. I thank God my brother didn't come. You know what? If he had come, I would have died. He would have killed me. You know, 
It is the grace of God. Friends, the grace of God comes alive and changes us. And I'm sure some of us may have stories more drastic than mine. But it's the grace of God. We have been gifted and we have been graced. Worship him, please come back. We may not be like Irish Grace with all the talent, but with Irish Grace, when she was gifted and graced, that transformed her world and she changed and affected her silent world. She doesn't speak, but she expresses herself through her art. Gifted and grace. And friends, this morning, I want you to know, God wants you to know, you are gifted and you are graced by God. And if you are like me, I, says, I want to say, God, continue to let your grace abound in me. Continue to let me experience the manifold grace of God in my life. So that at all times and all things, having all that I need, I can abound in every good work. Friends, I want you to know this, friends. Know that you are not forgotten, you are not rejected, you are not despised, you are not marginalized, you are not condemned, you are not cursed. But you are graced by the grace of God. So stand with me as we sing this chorus. And if you want to open the altar this morning, just before we take up our missions pledge, we just want to respond to the call of God. We want to respond to the love of God. We want to respond to the grace of God, to the gifts of God. And says, God, let me be gifted. Let me be graced, oh God. This morning, I want to be gifted and I want to be graced. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Pastor Ignatius. Oh God. So as we're singing this, come and stand. Come and stand. Stand out separate from your seat. Come and stand with us and say, God, I want to be graced. I want to be gifted. You want blessings? Come. Come and receive the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Just in general, God, I want to be gifted and I want to be graced. Regardless of our age, regardless of where we are. Oh, I want to be gifted. I want to be graced. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come and be gifted. Come and be graced by God. Oh, the Father of lights. The Father of lights. The Father of Every one of us here believe that God is a good God. 
And as we begin to raise our hands to God, say, God, let your manifold grace come down. Oh, your manifold grace that will come down upon each one of us. Oh, God, gift me with good gifts. Gift my family with good gifts, my children with good gifts. Oh, God, let your manifold grace come down, dear God. This grace is always sufficient where our strength is made perfect in weakness. Oh God, oh God, this grace, Lord, oh God, that we don't deserve, let it come down upon our lives, our families, our situations right now. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Let's encounter God this morning. Jesus, the risen Savior and resurrected Christ, He is here. God is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Our Heavenly Father is here. And let me minister to each one of us. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh God, let your grace come down. Let your strength be our portion. Oh Rabake Rabababa Maria. Minda Rabba Sheka Rabababariada. Oh God, all good gifts comes from the Father of you there is no darkness, no turning back. Oh, not like shifting shadows, dear God. Your gifts are without repentance, oh God. Oh God, you give good gifts to us, dear God. Oh Marabashekarabababariyada. We just thank you. We just thank you. Pray this prayer after me. Father, thank you for your amazing grace, manifold grace. And God, let your grace come down upon my life here and now. And let your grace abound in me. So, Lord, at all times, in all places, Lord. Or having all that I need, all that I, need. I will abound in every good work. More than enough. More than enough. More than enough. More than enough. We thank you. You're not a stingy God. Thank you that you're not stingy. But you're a generous God. You're a generous a good God. A, good God. a loving Father. A loving Father. And all good gifts comes from you. All good gifts come from so, Lord, so Lord, let us be, let us be. gifted. And graced, graced 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. In these remaining moments, I'm to just bring this message to a close and talk about our missions pledge this morning. I want to turn your attention to 2 Corinthians 9, verse 12 to 15. The Bible says here, Paul writing the Corinthian church, he says, the service or this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people. There was a collection, there was a need, and this church responded to give to this need. But it says, what you have done, your giving is also an overflowing in many, exp in many expressions of thanks to God. Simply meaning, you know, our giving is a form of worship, our giving is a form of thanksgiving to God. When we want to say, thank you, Jesus, there's so many ways to do it. One of the many ways, one of the ways is just to give our finances to God. And then it says here, because of the service in verse 13 by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given to you. As if this surpassing grace is a gift, indescribable gift that God has given to us. Oh, we are gifted and grace by God. And then here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, but just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I was in Church of Praise one month ago, their first service in April, and uh, the pastor there invited me to go and, and preach about uh, fundraising uh, for, for their building fund and their missions pledge. And so I preached, and I said, please let me know how much you have collected. You know, and then he wrote me back you know, one week later and says that you know, they received 500,000 ringgit for both building fund and missions fund. And what they did was they split their missions and building 50-50. And so received 500,000 ringgit for their building fund. This is the highest they've ever received so far. And the church is slightly smaller than ours. And then, you know, as the following week, you know, it says money just come, continue coming in. And then last week, he wrote me a letter. I uh, wrote me a, mail, a, 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 a WhatsApp message. And he says, guess what? Someone gave $100,000, $50,000 missions, and $50,000 to a building fund. And then he says he must be inspired by your story. When I challenge Agapians in this church when we're raising money for our, our building, I said, I've never received 100000 from any one of you and two persons gave me checks of $100,000 each. I said, maybe this brother or sister, this person may be inspired by your message. And you know what? If he has been inspired by a message, simply mean that he was in the service that I preached and really gave his missions offering. And then he top up with $100,000. I didn't ask who he was, who, who is a she or she, but I was so blessed. I said, God, thank you for answering prayers by releasing the finances within a church. Here it is, friends. This is what you're going to do. Agape Community Church Missions, uh, faith, uh, missions faith Pledge. Okay, Missions Faith Pledge. Uh, this is where we are giving our monies to. 
Now, by the way, when we are saying it's a missions paid pledge, it simply means that all of the money we are collecting is for missions. We are not going to use it internally here in Agape Community Church Ramban. Okay, it's for missions. Missions means others. It is faith because we are trusting God. Most of us are wage earners. We need so much money at the end of the month. But like you and I, like you, I'm saying, God, I don't have so much money by the end of the month, but I'm trusting you to give and we can give sacrificially. Some of you are businessmen and businesswomen. You have the capabilities of making money. And if God blesses you, exercise faith and says, God, you bless me, God, I'm going to give this amount. You know, it's up to you. But you exercise faith all the same. It is missions pledge, simply meaning what we collect in these next six months is above and beyond our tithes, our regular tithes and offering. We are not saying to you, redesignate uh, your, your, your tithes to mission. No, it is above and beyond. We still continue to give our tithes and our offering, but it's above and beyond our tithes and offering. And we are going to set aside and we are believe God in this once in the six months, we're going to raise 300,000 for missions. This is one of the highest uh, we have ever done in terms of mission. All right, Bible College of Malaysia, we are giving $30,000. Every year we do that, and you are asking me, uh, why do we have support Bible College of Malaysia? Simply because every student that goes in there, their fees, you know, it's just only a certain percentage, not the full fees, but the rest are subsidized by well-wishers and churches. And Bible School of Malaysia, BCM is an amazing school because I graduated from there. I never studied during my school days. I played. I fought. You know, I did so many other things. You know, I didn't really study. And so I flung my Form 5. Beautifully. Gloriously. You know. But it was in Bible school that I received my education. They put me in a class for six months to cure my English. How far they helped, I do not know. But in any case, you know, I'm here. You know, there's a great school. And the retention rate of graduates, you know, graduates graduating from the school, you know, who are still in the ministry is about close to 90%. Amazing. The other seminaries, you know, their retention rate is people go in, train for ministry, you know, 50, 60% retention rate. Such amazing school. And this is one worthy school where most of the assemblies of God pastors, you know, I've been trained there. And so we give 30,000 for Malaysian Tamil Bible College. It's not because uh, it's Tamil, so we give less, but because of the size of the, of the school, you know, they have half of the volume, half of the expenses. We're designating 15,000. Then we also have a church plan in, 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 in Nilai. This is part of our planning, our calendar. Uh, we have not found a place yet. Amazingly, surprisingly, um, we don't understand why. Uh, buildings are smaller in Nilai compared to Sramban. You know, but they are more expensive. Just more expensive. And we, we just have not located a place just yet. You know, rent is like $5,000, $6,000 a month. So we are still looking. You know of any person there who has got a shop lot to rent or give the church to use for free, whatever it is, make the connection. Speak to our pastor. Speak to one of us. All right, to our leadership team. And so uh, we have not started the work yet. But we are still wanting to set aside 100,000, 60 for rental, and then 40,000 for setup. So that when we have the building, then, then we move in instead of collecting money. All right? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to give 100,000 to our Nilai Church plant so that we can fulfill the great commission of going into all the worlds and preach the gospel, starting you know, with Jerusalem, our Jerusalem here, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the world. And then, you know, we have also uh, Cambodia mission, Pastor uh, uh, 
Um, Joshua has been taking a team in for the last three years, I think. You know, so every year is going in, and so we want to continue this. We'll be continuity, working with the pastor, same group of people, and helping them, not just in terms of finance, but leadership skill and how to build a church. You know, we have been blessed to be a blessing. I'm going to do just that again. And then also we have, uh, uh, oh, the GSM, Broga Drug Rehab Center. There's a rehab center who is run by this person called Pastor Thomas, about my age, you know, and he's still running so full of fire. I met him recently. He came to Agape, uh, met up with him. He's a contact for, uh, through Brother Peter Lim, and uh, Peter Lim is saying, you know, uh, we need to buy a van because their van, the, the last van they had broke down is beyond redemption. So we said we want to buy a van for this. And this is a worthy cause because we have able to send a few of people who have picked up from the streets, send them there, they've been rehabilitated, and they are now back to you know, society and, and doing very well. And this is a very good center, and we're going to partner with them and buy them a second-hand van. And we're setting aside 30000 just for that. You'll be amazed. I sp- These days, I, I, self-invite, I invite myself to, to smaller churches, call the pastor up, or send them a text that says, I want to come to your church and preach. Self-invitation. And sometimes they don't understand why suddenly I want to come. What does what, what he want from us? And, what, and sometimes they cannot even afford a guest speaker. You know, so from our mission, from, from the church set aside for me for uh, a certain amount to travel, not from the mission, to travel. So I, I use that, I, I check in in a budget hotel. I don't want to do a five-star, four-star hotel. I go to a budget hotel, 30, uh, $80 a night or $100 a night. I, I know that Agape pays for the hotel bill, so they didn't have to burden them. I preach for them. And there are times I, offering the church gives me, I give it back to the pastor and bless their family. And this church in Skuda I went to, the pastor said, I'll come and fetch you for dinner on Saturday night. And the last time I saw him in KL, you know, he was driving a Honda CRV. I said, Oh, not bad, huh? Skuda is small church, got CRV, huh? I said, Wow. He got no HRV also. There was CRV. Now, then I was waiting to, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll look out for you. The moment you arrive, you know, I'll walk out. But I, I was just waiting. And then suddenly he caught me, I'm here. I said, Here. There's no CRV in front of me. I realized that was not his car. I met him in KL. Then he came and I walked in, I mean, I stepped into that van. It was a light ace that we had some 25 years ago. The pain is all, I've not seen such a broken down weekend all my life. So I went inside also broken. You know, and I asked him, whose car is this? Yours or, he said, I don't have any vehicle, this is a church vehicle. And we have had for a long, long time. And that's why he said to me, Pastor Benjamin, I don't go for minister's retreat. I don't go anyway because every time I drive this car out station, it breaks down. It costs me money and a lot of inconvenience. But it just manages within the town of Skudai. And when I heard that, my heart went out to him. After that, immediately I called a few pastors, friends of mine. I said, hey, so-and-so is here, so-and-so. And this person, I said, what about your church? Can, can we pull our resources together and buy a second-hand van for this pastor? See, I always believe we are gifted and grace, blessed to be a blessing. And so in other churches, you know, uh, people who, there are other times people write to us, you know, churches write to us for this need, for that need. Uh, other churches building funds. Uh, we thank God. We thank God that we have never taken a bank loan all these years when we had our building fund. We rose to the occasion. 
We gave interest-free loan to the church. We gave sacrificially. And God has blessed us, gifted and graced us. And we want to just bless other people back so that they can also be gifted and graced by God. And then you know, social and community works. That's what we are doing. You know, we changed our name for the whole purpose. is community. And then you know, other needs, all kinds of other needs. Uh, basically, this uh, uh, not that someone will change his car, you know, uh, more, more so of other needs like uh, daily bread, you know, uh, Bible society or some other uh, parachurch organization that needs money or, or, or sponsorship, world vision, whatever it is. Other needs, we just set aside uh, 25000 making a total of $300,000. Oh, maybe I did forgot to say something when I was speaking. Asha's going to give out the flashcard. I should have done that before this. Oh. Then probably now we are ready to write, but since, uh, okay, just take a, don't write anything just yet. Take one only, yeah. Uh. Don't take, or maybe you can take two. If your husband is not here, or your wife is not here, take another card, write a big amount in there, and then when you go back, you tell the person, then you tell him, serve you right for not coming to church this morning. No, no, I'm just teasing. The Bible says when we give, give a cheerful heart. The word is hilarious. We have fun together. Uh, I've already given my pledge in the first service. I won't be asking you to do something which I myself am not doing. And so for the next six months, we're going to believe God is going to help us raise $300,000. So Father, we pray this morning, Lord, we are so gifted and graced. And Lord, in this missions pledge, we want to give, Lord, oh God, out of the grace of giving. So that, Lord, when others, churches and other organizations and other people in ministry receive this gift, they can also be gifted and graced by God. And our giving, Lord, will result in thanksgiving and praise, Lord, in all of these people's life. Lord, you have blessed us. We want to be a blessing. You have gifted and graced us. We want them too to be gifted and graced by you. So help us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take your card and we want you to... Uh, is a card like that. It's a perforated uh, portion. Uh, drop the smaller portion into the offering bag. The bigger portion is for you to keep, to keep track of uh, where you are in your payment. And also, you know, at the back, there's a list of prayer needs. When you're writing your amount, write it per month. So you're giving $60 a month uh, for this whole pledge, $10 a month. You're giving $600, it's $100 a month. You're giving $6,000, it's $1,000. You're giving $60,000, it's $10,000 a month. Write it in one month for the next six months. It helps us easier to tablet the figure. Okay, if you are ready... Uh, Lift up your smaller portion and the ashes will come and you can drop it into the bag. Just lift your hands up. Keep it up until they come to you. Wonderful. Just a reminder when you come next week and the weeks to come as you're fulfilling your pledges, 
take a tight envelope, put your money, be a check. Check will be better. We need to count you know, uh, or cash. Uh, and then uh, make sure you write on the envelope your reference number that's printed in red in that card there. And then you can check your where you are in your fulfillment of pledge against the notice board where there will be a list, not of names, but just the new numbers, reference number there. Okay? Alright. Are we good? Good afternoon, church. Come on. As those services just started. Good afternoon, church. Come on, let's stand to our feet then. Raise your, your, your flesh card and then the ushers just keep a lookout, keep your hands raised. Keep your hands raised until we all have given out their, their raise. Come on, ushers over this side. Let's collect the cards first. And if you have not dropped in your cards by the time we finish, then ushers, someone stand at the back there. Keep the bags there and they can drop it into the offering bag. All right. Pastor Nishas and the leaders in the lively song, <laughs> I think. And then you dismiss this prayer. God bless you, church. Go in the grace and peace of our Lord after this song. And you lived, and you died, and you rose again on high, and you opened the That we are indeed blessed to be a blessing, oh God. We thank you that you've been here right from the start, oh Lord. We want to give you glory and honor, Lord. And even as we go from here, Lord, we pray for your blessing, oh Lord, that you will be with us, guide us, walk with us, oh Lord. We pray for miracles of provision, oh Lord, even as we fulfill this, this uh, faith pledge, oh God. Father, we pray, God, that you will continue to provide as you have provided for so many years, oh God. You are faithful. We celebrate you, Lord, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you and have an awesome week ahead.